my favorite memory playing quarterback for the Owls. We played at Marshall and they were ranked and we went to their place and upset them. What's up, y'all? My name is Giovanni Johnson. I'm from Conway, Arkansas. I'm a receiver at Rice University, and welcome to the Elevated Edge podcast. What's going on, Elevated Edge crew? My name is Naeem Smith. I'm a former D1 football athlete at Rice University. Today, I have a very special guest, Giovanni Johnson. Up, really man? excited to have you on. We're going to have a lot of quick hitters for you guys, a lot of information, so we'll get right into it. You've been at Rice for a couple years now. What are some of your biggest takeaways that you've learned since you've stepped foot on a D1 campus? The biggest thing that I've learned since I stepped foot on campus to now, your, your power comes from your relationships with people, whether that be your relationship with your professors, your relationship with your teammates, like anybody, like yeah. you need help from other people. You're not going to be able to do everything by yourself because as a college student and as a first generation college student, you come into a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uncharted water. I need to get some guidance on this. So reaching out to people for help and not trying to be you know, like too tough whenever you're struggling. That was probably the hardest thing for me to learn, but also the biggest thing I've learned. You played quarterback for some really big games for the Owls. What are some of the best memories that you've had and some of the things that you've learned from being a quarterback? My favorite memory playing quarterback for the Owls. We played at Marshall, it was in 2020 in the shortened season, and they were ranked and we went to their place and upset them. And he was part of the defense yeah. that shut them out. So. Yeah, kudos for that. But that was probably my best memory. And, and just being in the locker room after that, being around all the guys mm -hmm. and knowing that I helped play a part in, in doing something big. Just celebrating with the whole team after that because there's, there's really nothing that like matches that. <laughs> So the biggest thing I learned from being quarterback, and, and this kind of rides on the same fact of like how good it feels to win a big game, how bad it feels when you're the one that was in charge when you lose a game. The biggest thing I learned playing quarterback is you gotta be resilient. So one thing that we would always say, Coach Mack would tell me, Coach Tui even told me a lot of times, it's water off a duck's back. So whether it's a bad play, a bad game, like you gotta be ready. When you're in that position of leadership, people are gonna look to you, people are gonna count on you to be consistent. Win or lose, you can't get too high whenever you're doing good and feed into all the hype people are giving you. And when you do bad, like you can't feed into all the hate people give yeah. you either. Now you've transitioned to playing wide receiver full-time, yeah. you're claiming it. What are some of the things that you've learned since you transitioned from quarterback to receiver, what are you looking forward to most? This is something that was a, a really big deal for me. It took a lot of thinking to do. I kind of played around with it a little bit and then I wanted to go back to quarterback one last time just to, just to kind of say, okay, I gave this my best shot. The main driving force around changing is that once you, once you start to see a ceiling over where you're at, you always want to be somewhere where you feel like your growth, your potential is unlimited, like the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt when I was playing receiver. And it was also a lot of fun. So I feel like, hey, if I'm starting to feel this cap here and I feel like I can't, the chances of me reaching my dream, which was playing in the NFL, yep. are starting to die down more than, than I wanted to. And I know that there's somewhere else that I feel like I can excel in. Why not? make the switch now and just dive headfirst into it. The the biggest thing I learned, like you can't be afraid of change. Mm -hmm. And it was a really hard thing for me because you go from playing quarterback, which is a position that 
everybody loves, everybody idolizes to play in receiver, which you're not as involved as a quarterback because yeah. the quarterback's going to touch the ball every play. But the, the biggest thing I learned is that you can't be afraid to take that lead if you feel like you have more opportunity for growth somewhere else. So that, that was one thing I learned. And it took a lot of talking with my family, a lot of talking with God, a lot of just like being completely honest with myself about where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, what my real goals were. So that was the biggest thing I learned. And I'm not going to lie, through the entire process, I got to know myself better. I feel like really happy with my decision on so what are your plans as a wide receiver now going forward like what are some of the things that you're really trying to work on from the position in itself whether it's the x's and o's footwork releases whatever it may be i was lucky enough that when i was making the switch from quarterback to receiver like there's a lot of things you can translate it doesn't the physical aspect of it the movements are different on the field when it comes to reading coverages pre-snap mm -hmm. and knowing where i would want my receivers to be if i were playing quarterback and when i would want them to get there based on the defense that I'm seeing. That's something that I can take from being in the pocket to being split out wide. So the biggest thing for me is just been getting my body used to those movements. One thing I was always told is remain an athlete no matter what position you're playing. So I try to keep my body in good shape to be like an athlete anywhere on the field, but the movements are so different. It just takes a little bit of fine tuning and stuff like that just to get used to doing that on a more consistent basis. So I'm gonna be dedicating my off season to. I reached out to a couple trainers to get more like yep. fast twitch muscles available and then a couple receiver trainers just to get those movements down and get comfortable with that. For every athlete out there, if you're really trying to make it to the next level, you got to do things that people aren't willing to do. I do want to talk about life outside of football because you're somebody that I've looked to while at Rice that has really dedicated their life also to really trying to make sure that they're going to be successful down the line. You've done some really cool internships. You're always networking. Definitely take school serious. What are some of the biggest things that you've learned from networking and really trying to work on life outside of ball? With networking, I would say that my original introduction to networking was pretty awkward because it, it's kind of you, you envision yourself in a room with all these business people that have these connections, trying to break into that world, which is a problem that student athletes we don't have. Like everywhere we go, we're part of a team. Mm -hmm. We're already unified for one goal. Starting it off, by by thinking i'm not trying to network with these people to see how they can help me or how i can be of service to them i'm just trying to meet people mm -hmm. and when you meet people tell them your story tell them what you're passionate about tell them what you're in school for like someone asked me what my major was and i told her what my major was and what i wanted to do with it and where i saw myself in 50 years and i didn't know how i was going to get there and she was like you know what i mean I, I can't really help you but i have a friend that does a lot of econ stuff and i can put you in contact with her and she may be helpful to talk to. So it's just things like when you're talking to people in a networking situation, people that you feel are gonna be good people to know, just finding any place of common ground, whether it be that you play football and they're a football fan. Okay, do you want tickets to a game? I get tickets to a game every week. It's just kind of finding that common ground and just what do I have in common with the person that I'm talking to. What is the call to action to the athletes out there that are trying to make it to a league that are also trying to make sure they're doing everything outside of football so they're going to be successful in life? One thing I heard and I repeat it to myself all the time, if you're not where you want to be, there's usually two reasons for it. You either haven't dedicated yourself completely to it or it's just not your time yet. So if you're not where you want to be, then you should be spending your time just preparing for when your opportunity comes. And when that opportunity comes, like you just got to take advantage of it. What, G Herbo? Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think you brought a lot of insight and stuff for, for everybody listening. Somebody wants to follow your journey. They might want to reach out to you. Where's the best place that they can find you at? The best place to find me would probably be Instagram. My username is Giovanni J, J-O-V-O-N-I-J. 
And uh, all my social medias are the same thing, Jamani J. So you're pretty famous out there on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you coming on to the show today. Yeah. I really uh, want to say thank you for real because no I think that this is going to be really helpful for some athlete out there that's trying to gain that inspiration and gain that elevated edge. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. And this is another episode of the Elevated Edge podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you share and subscribe to the show. <laughs>